Okay, so the next topic that we have to learn in Yeridea is the halachis of Hana. What does Hana mean? It means benefit. So as we learned the first uh, opening night of Hilchas Basar Bachal, the Torah tells us that the Chalevi must read. One of them learned from it is Chiyim consumes about this is not cooked Bachal likes cheap. That's what is that king? From one night, how can it from a a mixture of Basar Bachal of cooked together? So we'll remember what we learned last week. The Ramah said that if it's not going to be Basar Bachal of on a Deiraisa level, there's no Isser Hana. So in light of that, let's look at some you know classic Shilas that come up. Uh, and then we'll see, you know, what, what we what we've learned already, and what we can learn today, to proper properly approach these uh, these questions. So number one, we mentioned earlier regarding vending machines. Let's say you own or operate vending machines, and you have Hostess, uh, Twinkies, whatever they're called, or Yodels. That if you look at the ingredients, it may contain beef tallow. Tallow is a fat from cows, so that's basar. Let's assume that's basar. And then you have whey, which is uh, a byproduct of making cheese, so that's milk. So if you have tallow and whey in the same ingredient in the ingredient panel, shouldn't that be basar b'chalav, maybe on a daraisa level? And one cannot have, I know, you cannot benefit from it. So the question is, would there be any heter to, to run or operate vending machines? Someone asked me this morning, they uh, wanted to purchase a gift card for their for their staff, for a cleaning lady, whatever, and they bought a Chipotle gift card. So is there any issue with that? Chipotle serves basar b'chalav. So that's not really... A question that question doesn't really get off the ground because Chipotle sells uh, potato chips that are kosher and they sell soda that's kosher. Even their tortillas happen to be uh, CRC kosher if you get a bag with the stamp on it. But uh, there are things there that are kosher and therefore you're not necessarily giving them something that's trade for Basar Bechalov. So that's not that's that's not much of a shayla. You uh, the other questions would be regarding pet food. The CRC we we certify a company called Avengers or Avengers I don't know how to pronounce it and we certify them as Chametz free and Basar Bechalov free, but treif. So CRC treif, you cannot eat it, but you could ha- you could own it on cham- on Pesach and you could serve it to your dog because there's no isser of Basar Bechalov. We're gonna we're going to see today it's typically chicken and milk, or there's no milk in the ingredients and it's grain free, gluten free, and uh, we give hashkacha. And the question is, what do you do if you don't have hashkacha on pet food? Can you go uh, purchase? Pet food that, without looking at the ingredients, is there an issue of hana by serving your pet uh, pet food uh, on on, Chamed, on Pesach or during the year that might contain basar b'chalav? Additionally, this was a shear given in Erlumei a few summers ago. We spoke about the shaila of white veal. White veal in America, the way white veal was produced, I do not know the current state of affairs, but historically they would take the calf, remove the calf, separate the calf from its mother. And instead of allowing the calf to nurse from its mother, they would feed it formula. And in the formula, you want to give it as much fat and protein as possible to fatten this calf so that it becomes a white a white, uh, white meat, white veal. And the ingredients are basar b'chalav. There's, there's beef in it. There's um, milk powder in it. All different types of basar b'chalav. So the Nirbat Rav actually has a tshuva on this. He has a chiva on this. I emailed him. He did not respond. I, I used to have a, a printed tshuva from him. So I was asking him if there was an update... Uh, if Milmart still gives hashkach on white veal, and uh, if he could share the tshuva with me. But in that tshuva, he actually, it's, it's good to read through. I'll send it out once he sends it to me. It goes through some things we've learned uh, last week regarding tzli, is that called basar b'chalav or klisheni? Additionally, he talks about the isr hana. Now, in Elamei, when we spoke about this, we spoke about the isr hana component, not the basar b'chalav component. What's the isr hana component? So quickly, the Gemara tells us that let's say you, t- you had an animal that was fattened its entire life, 
from karshine avodezara, from vegetables that were were uh, used for avodezara. Let's say someone bowed down to the vegetable, whatever the case is. So the Gemara says it's aser bahana, and one cannot consume that consume the animal. This is actually brought down in Hilchos Pesach. There's a discussion regarding cows that consumed chametz. Can you drink the milk on Pesach? So typically. Cows in America today do not do not consume uh, chametz. They don't consume wheat. They usually, you know, eat corn or grass or some other type of feed. They're not using wheat. Wheat is, is used for bread in America. But back in the day, people would serve their animals chametz. So the, the shaila is discussed in the Nishmas Adam. If there's a problem of consuming the animal because you're getting hana from chametz on Pesach. So just by the way, when you when you purchase milk on Pesach, there's no issue of chametz. The reason why you might want to get uh, kosher Pesach is because the vitamins might be kidneyous or they might uh, use the equipment for other things like chocolate milk or eggnog, which would only contain, you know, kidneyous at worst. So anyways, you don't really need a for milk when it comes to Pesach, but you, you do benefit that, you know, it's not kidneyous. Anyways, there, there is no... Can you give, can you give a pet non-kosher food altogether? Yeah, yeah. So, so again... As far as Basar B'chalav, we're assuming right now there's a Shail of Isser Hana. Let's say there was no Basar B'chalav, then it should be mutter. I could have Hana from non, uh, non-Basar B'chalav. You could wear a Shrimal. A Shrimal comes from non-kosher animals. You could uh, wear leather shoes. You could have Hana from things that are non-kosher. We'll talk about Shaira doing business, Mishar. But uh, as far as having Hana, the only issue we have so far is if there's Basar B'chalav. So anyways, the, the white veal Shail of... One last question. Can you mix... Oh, so that, that's today's that's today's year, 100%. So if we didn't answer it by the end of this year, I didn't do my job. So hopefully we'll have an answer by, by the end of today's year regarding non-kosher meat and milk. Just a few more classic uh, questions. Let's say someone wants to uh, order lunch for their office, and instead of ordering uh, kosher pizza for $27 a pie, they'll, they figure they'll order a pizza hut. Is there any difference if they order the pepperoni pizza? Would that be a Basar B'chalav question? Or would, or, or is it better to order the just cheese? Just cheese, which would be Asad Rabbanon and Bliyas of Isser, but it wouldn't be technically Basar B'chalav. So you have that question as well. And you have, when, when you didn't get involved in uh, various businesses, let's say someone wants to open up a 7-Eleven or a supermarket that's not catering to Jews, going through the list of, of uh, products on the shelf one has to take into consideration that one cannot sell or have hana from Basar B'chalav. So before we, we get into the halachas of hana, I just want to point out, as uh, as Mr. Brach pointed out as well, that there's a general halacha that one cannot do schayra, one cannot do business with Dvar Masurim. This is based on the Gemara in Psachim. The Gemara says, on one hand, and many Tanam say, Loisecha includes one cannot have Hana. Yet the Pasuk says, by a Sharetz, by Shratzim, it says, Lechemia. You, you could enjoy it. So the Gemara says, you could you could have it, you could have Hana from it, but you cannot do business with it. You cannot do Mishra, you can't do Shara with it. You cannot go into the uh, non kosher beef jerky business. That would be Asr, Misham Shara. This is a, uh, there's an entire Simon in Shochan dedicated to this. This is Simon Kuf Yud Zayin, which hopefully we'll learn together, Bez uh, Hashem. Not right now, but I briefly just want to just just uh, just discuss some of the heterim of why it might be mutter as far as Shaira is concerned, but it will still be Asr as far as Basar B'chalav is concerned. So first of all, there's a machlekes if it's deraisa derabanan, and many learn that the the Isser is that Chazal were concerned, or the Torah was concerned, but we'll call it Chazal were concerned that one might end up eating it if you were 
doing beef jerky or dehydrating meat all day, you might end up eating it. So if it's not kosher, there's a concern you might you might eat it. So therefore, there are many different etherim that, that people discuss. One would be an, if it's only asimidurabanon, it's fine. One could uh, have enough from it. So let's say you have a cheese business. A lot of the kosher cheese companies also serve, also uh, have, have, have a business where they buy and sell non-kosher cheeses. The cheese is only asimid rabbanon. Wouldn't be asimid raisa. So that would be mutter. Additionally, if something is not considered oimid la'achila, no one's going to eat from it. Let's say uh, the, the price can discuss. Let's say you buy uh, used oil. So it's, it's a big business where they have a truck that goes to all the fast food joints in America and they take the spent oil, the used oil, which you hope they change, they change the oil, they change the oil and you have oil that was used for chicken wings and whatever, what do you do with that oil? So many companies will use it for biodiesel or fuel or um, engine engine oil. You could use it for all these things. So technically it's food, it might be treif, but the person can say it's not oymila achila, nobody eats that. So if it's not oymila achila, it's not a problem of, of doing schaira. There's a third heter of nizdamin. That's a classic heter where it just came to you. You're, you're going, uh, you're trying to catch tuna fish and you catch some uh, some bycatch. So the Mishnah and Shviya says that bycatch is mutter. You're allowed to sell it because you're not going into the non-kosher food business. You're in the kosher food business and it's just nizdamin light. Every uh, kosher shechita has this issue where you shecht an animal, you might, you check the lungs, maybe it's treif. It's not kosher. So what do you do with it? And then what happens to the, uh, you're selling it, right? The company, the kosher meatpacking place. Right. Yeah, they're all selling it. So now most of the companies have it set up the other way, that we only purchase the kosher from you. We're going to slaughter, meaning the non-Jew owns the entire operation. There was a shrita here recently, uh, US 212 beef, um, Rosenblatt's meat. So Rosenblatt comes in there. They they say all the cows are owned by the non-Jews, the non-Jewish US 212 beef company. We're going to shecht it. You allow us to shecht. Anything that's kosher, we're going to keep, we're going to buy off you. So they pay for only the kosher. So they're not dealing with the non-kosher. But you're right, when it comes to Solomon's meat or Aaron's, which is in Iowa, those two companies specifically are owned by Jews, and they have their own operations. And and therefore, they are actually in the non-kosher meat world. That's most of their business. Most of their business is selling non-kosher meat. So if you want to go into the kosher meat industry, you really have to figure out from an, a cost accounting standpoint how much you can make or, or, or cut your losses on the non-kosher in order to be profitable from the kosher. Just a fascinating uh, economics world of, of kosher beef. So that's a classic example of nizdamin. We're going to shecht cows. We hope all of them are kosher. But in, in the process, we know there's going to be some non-kosher as well. And the fourth heter is when you're not doing mischar. You're not you're not buying and selling. You're simply, we'll call it, uh, giving someone a gift or the like. So those those examples, you're not doing schar with it. You're not do, you're not uh, buying and selling. So there will be no issue of dealing with non-kosher food. And all these is doesn't have its not So just a little background to to the Isra of Syrah. Any questions? Yeah, but is that same thing as something that's cooked? So let's start. Well, let's say you started cooking it and then you realize it's possible how you grab it out. So it's not so it's a good question. That's a, that's a classic condition. This is Baba Chav. That halacha is that you have a kach dursai in order to pass Baba Well, you could finish it off. It's 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 edible. It's oimila achila. Versus pet food. If someone has, let's say you have a supermarket. Some supermarket is selling pet food. As many got co pets. And uh, some supermarkets are out of the city. Sell off food on the side. So as long as there's no Baba Chav in there, it's it's only nevela, non kosher meat. 
So it's not because it's Tyra. But here can it's not like the the super owners they eat it, they eat it pet food. So, uh, no so talking about pet food, the um the price can discuss some other examples of Hana. One of them would, would be so we're done with Shaira. Shaira is is Asr. To, to do business with it. So if you think about biz buying and selling those type of transactions, there are complicated shilas which we'll deal with in Simakufi Zion, which deal with you know reimbursing employees with non-kosher food and making holiday parties. That's for Simakufi Zion. But let's move on to the Isra. So we deal with the Isra. So what are examples of enough? You ordered something at the end of being a sell of you know packaged meal. So if you give it to your cleaning lady, you're getting hana. She, she she's happy. You give her something. You not give her bussal. Now if you give the you're gonna look at the Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. You can press them at pets. Not really. But if it's tally you have to you you have to store it in the garbage. You will not be able to give it to your cleaning lady. That's called hana. Additionally, uh, feeding your own dog would would be awesome. The point of the the your dog that would be awesome. Please not quite regarding the Michelle Heifer. Hello, Heifer, dog of her. We'll come back to it at the end of the year. Of why it might be us or might be mutter. This is really a discussion found in Hilchas Chametz. Let's say you find a uh, bread or you go to the zoo, you feed animal zoo, feeding uh, as a uh, wheat, uh, you have a clean it's, uh, if it's moist. So, Behemoth Shalhefker might, might be us or that might be called Hana as well. So, when we think about the many people, unfortunately, you see them, they have, you know, they have pets and they never heard of this, that you have to, you know, be careful what type of pet food you give to their dogs. They assume it's dog food, nobody eats it. Why, 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 why should I have to be concerned for Basa B'chalav? And even when it comes to chametz, not everyone knows that there's an Isra Hana and your classic fish food, the first ingredient is wheat or, or uh, you know, barley flour. That, that's chametz. So on Pesach, you have to be, uh, you have to be careful. So back to Basa B'chalav, we know from last week there's a Ramah, the Ramah in Sif Aleph, that as long as there's no Isra Daraisa of Basa B'chalav, it will be Mutter B'chana. So we could think about maybe... The meat and milk were roasted together. Maybe it wasn't uh, cooked together. Maybe it was fried. That would be a possible hetter, but you'd have to do a lot of research to figure out, you know, what went into this uh, this milk and meat can of pet food. Another hetter that people discuss, which is not a terrible argument, is that if it's animal food, why are we considering it food? It's why don't we call it nifsame achila? It's not considered food. Nobody would ever eat it. When you go in, into Walmart and you see pet food, you don't think, oh, that looks delicious. Nobody would ever eat these things. So isn't that considered nifso me'achila? So in fact, a few weeks ago, we spoke about Hilchas Pesach regarding medicine. The Shulchan Aruch says, if it's enoi machal adam, if it's not considered machal adam, that people don't eat it, that's called nifso me'achila. That already shows that it's not considered food. And if you really learn like that, and you take it to the extreme uh, level, so then in a Hanami, pet food would not be usher because it's not considered food. Pets would eat it, dogs would eat it, but no human being would eat it. And if that's our gather, that's how we define what is considered roila achila versus in roila achila, then this would be murder. So I'm not saying you should rely on it, but I'm saying it's a, it's a limutzchus, some some uh, some technical argument that these things are not considered food. I'll just tell you in the kashrus world. This comes up sometimes. We do consider it food. Now, again, as far as schayra is concerned, it's a good it's a good mushal. When it comes to schayra, where the concern is I might eat it, you're not going to eat it, and therefore you're allowed to sell regular pet food. But as far as calling it non-edible, we would say that it's still it's still considered food grade, and and it will be usher. So I was recently at a truck wash facility. So this is a part of what we do in Kashrus is that a lot of the tankers I should have brought a truck. I have one of these toy uh, tanker trucks. So there's a tanker that hauls product 
throughout the, throughout the country, from country to country, uh, it holds corn syrup, uh, animal fat, soybean oil, it's hauled in a tanker truck. Many of these products must be heated in order for it to be liquid. Otherwise, it would congeal and it would take uh, 20 hours to to melt it down with uh, with you know wiring around it. So obviously, they, they keep it at 140 degrees, 160 degrees, depending on the product. You could imagine chocolate that has to be you know in a liquid state or uh, some vegetable oils. So these tanker trucks are hauled. They, they, they hold while hot, while heated. So we actually give Ashkacha on a tanker truck. That means when you when you find a product, the potato chips that was fried in soybean oil, that soybean oil was hauled on a truck that's dedicated to only haul kosher. Not only that, those tankers can only be washed in kosher dedicated facilities that do not allow recirculating water. Many companies want to save money on, on the water. So they'll use, at least for the first rinse, they'll use the same water. So you could have... Uh, a tallow truck, beef, non-kosher, in one bay, and another truck, kosher soybean oil, in the other bay, and can have water passing from one to the next. That that would obviously be a problem of bleas from tallow to, uh, to 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 soybean oil. So therefore, all these trucks that you're eating your potato chips, if it has OU CRC on it, you're having the the truck was dedicated kosher and it was dead and it was washed in a dedicated uh, facility. Kosher truck wash. You go Google it. Many companies advertise we are a kosher certified truck wash facility. Anyways, I was in a company recently, and they have one bay for water, and the water goes straight to the ground, so it shouldn't be a problem. However, we noticed that there's a steam system that that heats that comes from the boiler, and it, and it feeds back into the boiler. Now, this company, they specialize in what I mentioned before, in spent oil, oil that was used, grease, and they they capture it, and they sell it to for, for uh, biodiesel, for fertilizer, all types of purposes, you know, repurposed oil. This oil is 100% trafe. It comes from McDonald's. It comes from Papa John's, your favorite uh, fast food commercial from uh, last night. Wherever you, it comes from all these places. So that product cannot be left at room temperature because it congeals. So this company, they have a constant steam system around these tanks to keep it hot. At 140, 160 degrees, that steam goes straight back into the boiler. So there goes Hashkacha on there. So we have to make sure it doesn't go back into the boiler. They have to set up their own separate boiler system for that to, to keep those tankers, keep those tanks hot. So you can imagine that that hold on a second, it's pet food, it's it's spent oil, nobody would eat it. But our price game said that since it's food grade, technically again at some point it does spoil, but technically this was just in a deep fryer two days ago, and therefore it's food grade. You you cannot call it nifsam echila, even though a human being wouldn't eat it typically, but technically. It's nifs, It's not nifsa mechila. Yeah, we, we had an additional uh, case like this. There was there's a product on the market called uh, I forgot. Pour something. There's a, if you go to the ice cream section in the uh, one of the big chains, big supermarket chains, you will see pet ice cream. Pets also need ice cream. So Nestle, Nestle Purina, one of the biggest companies in America, they have their own dedicated plants. For some reason, they just they had one of these products were made at our company. So. We have a company that's making ice cream for 50 years, no conscious issues, and all of a sudden, Mashkiach shows up one day, and they're making pet ice cream. What is the fourth ingredient? Hog fat. So these are, you need cheap, you know, fats and proteins. So you have hog fat in the in the ice cream, and we we have to, we made them kosher. On one end, you could say nobody's eating the the poor the poor treats uh, ice cream. But on the, other, on the other hand, since these things are food grade, hog fat is food grade. You could use it in to fry french fries and McDonald's. Hog fat has some, has, has food grade, and therefore we do not say it's nifsa me'achila. 
Okay. So Nifsal Meichilat is not, it, it doesn't have to do with the finished product. It could be a component as well. In other words, hog fat, I don't think anybody's eating hog fat by itself or, or even... Right, know, but it's used as an, as an ingredient. Yeah. It's used so, as an so, ingredient. So Nifsal Meichilat does, it's not, it's not like what, what, what we were talking about, Roy Lachila and Nifsal Meichilat, two completely different concepts. So, so I would say they're the same, just maybe you're thinking about something else. If it's Shaloi Kederach Achila. So someone to bite into, uh, let's say you took a whole uh, whole slab of butter to bite into it, that's shaloike derech achila, let's say, or the frozen hot dogs we, we spoke about. But it's not called nifsa achila, it's food grade. It's something that, that it's food quality. You, you could use it for something. So, again, that, that, there is what to rely on, I would say, regarding pet food. One could make the argument that but, it's not considered but food. But the equivalent of what, what like, when it comes to when it comes to chametz, where we say that something's nifsa achila. Right. So, so like, like when you have the alcohol in, in the, you know, whether or not in, in, in right. perfumes or, or colognes or something, is that the same kind? Are we so about similar. Things? That's the same. It's the same chavas das that we spoke about two weeks ago. That some poskim wanted to say that since you could remove the denaturement from the alcohol, so then it's it's just in a royal achila. It's like removing it from the freezer. You could. You could extract the the bitter part, the bitrix, and it could be left with ethanol, which you could drink. You know, if you're Russian, you could drink it. So, 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 so that's called in a It's called shloike derech achila, and therefore you can't own it on Pesach it, because it's it's not nifsom achila. Other places can say no. Nobody knows how to take it out. Nobody's doing it. No one's distilling right. alcohol, perfume in their house, right. and uh, so that that's why most places would make all. Maybe the Russian, but not, uh, no. But you're not going to yeah. distill. You're going to be busy distilling uh, perfume. Just, right. go, just go buy a right. bottle of vodka. Okay. Next. So let's let's learn some of the halachas of of um. Uh, so let's learn the base of Gimel, and we'll come back to the Isra Hana. So if you look at the Mishnayis, the Mishnayis and Chulin. This is in Perik. Uh, it's called Perik Kol Abaser. So Perik Kol Abaser is the eighth Perik of Chulin. So there's both the Mishnayis here. The, the Mishnah is bringing down a machlekes between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yaisi. A fundamental machlekes regarding what, what do we consider basar b'cholav on a deraisa level. The Pasuk says, You can't cook a goat in its mother's milk. So, obviously, it's not limited to goats and, and, and its mother's milk. So, Rabbi Yaisi clearly says, anything that that is um, that is uh, is an animal, it's daimet ligadi, would be would be uh Lachara would would be considered um basar or behema. However it says Gedi twice. So Gedi tells me it has to be Gedi Dafka Dafka Behema and not Chaya Life. So according to Abyoseglili, if you would take a deer or a, a chaya and have it with milk, there would be no Isra Daraisa, there'd be no Isra Daraisa to cook it together. Only Behema, which would include cows, sheep, goats, but not uh not Chaya and not Aif. Abyoseglili says uh says Yatza Aif Oif Oif doesn't have chalev aim, doesn't have the milk of its mother, and oif bechalav would be would be mutter. In fact, Rabbi Yossi held its mutter 100% across the board. The Gemara in Shabbos, Rabbi Lazar Demila says that in his town they used to eat uh, chicken and milk together. They, they fried their uh, chicken wings in butter. That's how they uh, that's how they enjoy the chicken. And Rabbi Moshe brings down his in his hakdama to Igris Moshe that if this was the rub of that town. And uh, it made sense that they followed his psak. Eventually, Klayasol accepted that at least it's Asim and Rabbanon. But this is the basic, basic machloikas. The nafkamina is chaya, is, is a deer or uh, or elk. Is that considered basar on a deer ice level, or is it only considered basar on a deer level? There might be a third shita. If you look at the first Mishnah, the first Mishnah says, Kolab basar, 
all meat also levasha b'chalav, chutz mibasar dagim v'chagavim, except for the meat of fish and grasshoppers. What about birds and chayas? So some learn that there is a sheet that holds that even oif would be an oser midaraisa. The Rambam in Hilchus Mamarim says, anyone who thinks oif bechalav is an iser deraisa is oivaram baltoisif, because you can't add, you can't add any uh, any more isurim to the Taira. and you know kolamoisif garea don't add anything. And halacha lamaisa we paskin that oif bechalav chicken and milk is only going to be oser. So let's look in the Shulchan Aruch, Sif Beis. This is in the, not in the, not in the tour, but in the Shulchan Aruch. Sif Beis, G'dilav Davka, Duhuad in Shar Sev Eiz. V'loishna b'chol of Eim, it doesn't have to be its mother's milk, that's not going to happen. V'loishna b'chol of Acheres, Elishadibra, Kasev Behava. The Torah just wrote, uh, this is the way the Torah wanted to write it. You can look in the Mepharshim on Chumash of why exactly. Look at the Ibn Ezra. But either way, milk and meat is Aser, whether it's its own mother's milk or not. Now, the next Sif, very important. This only applies by behemoth tahira meat, which we'll call a cow or a goat, but not behemoth tamea. What's behemoth tamea? A pig, a chazer. There's no basa b'chalav on chazer and and no. I have a basa tahira b'chalav tamea, or you had camel's milk and meat. I basa tamea b'chalav tahira, mutaram b'bishul uvahana. It's mutter b'bishul v'hana. We'll just finish off the shulchan aruch. Basha chayav oif. By basha chayin oif, afilu b'chalav tahira mutter b'bishul v'hana. So he passes like Rabbi Kiva that chayav oif are only the rabbanon. But the important thing you saw that we're going to speak about for a few minutes is that behema tamea is in fact mutter. There's no isra of bishul basha b'chalav on behema tamea on a horse on horse and milk. There would not be there would not be an isra of bishul basha b'chalav. What about eating it? So forget about basa b'chalav. You're not allowed to eat behemoth tamea. You cannot eat pig. Cannot eat bacon. So the Gemara points out this is a classic example of ein iser chal al iser. There's no no reason for to to create basa b'chalav when we have when we have uh, an iser already. It's aser mishum mishum behemoth tamea. When you see a piece of bacon and someone added cheese to it, oh, don't do it! You're, you're making basar b'chalav. Nah, you can't eat anyways. There's 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 bacon. There's there's pork. It's anyways not kosher. That's the Mishnah. That's the that's the Shochanar quoting the Mishnah. The question is, what about behemoth nevela? So to be clear, behemoth nevela means you had a kosher species, you know, kosher animal, a goat, a sheep, a cow, and it's nevela. The shaykhit messed up, or it didn't have a shechita, or it was trefa. They found there was a hole in the lung, a hole in the stomach. It's a treif animal. So obviously you're not going to eat it. You see black Angus beef in Trader Joe's. It's not kosher, but it's beef. It's it's nevela. And this is the, the question that typically comes up. Most of the time, you know, Basa B'chalav is, is the, the shyness that we have as far as dealing at work or the like. And when we're dealing with behema Tahira, cow, because to me there's no basa b'chalav, you're dealing with a cow, but it's novella, it's not kosher, it's a piece of meat from Walmart, a piece of meat from Trader Joe's that's that has not been shechted. So, the Shulchanar doesn't mention anything, he doesn't talk about novella, all he deals with is is uh, behemoth tamea, which means non-kosher species. So, the Pischei Tshuva quotes the uh, 
the Dogam Ravava. The Piskei Tshuva is in Ice Vav. He quotes the Dogam Ravava. The Dogam Ravava is the notes that the Naidi Behuda wrote on a Shulchan Aruch that his Tamidim, his sons, they printed as the Dogam Ravava, and some Shulchan Aruchs have it on the side. So he brings down the following discussion. So I just want to give some background. And I think this will be the, the final uh, topic for today. We have more to, to learn, but let, let's leave it with this uh, five, six minutes on this uh, on this topic. The Gemara asks if there's an Isser of Bishel, Basar B'chalav, when it comes to Nevela or Chalav. So let's say you had a piece of meat, Trader Joe's meat, or you're working in a, in a nursing home, you're working in a school kitchen, a non-Jewish school kitchen, and you ask your rabbi, can I cook this piece of meat that's not kosher with milk, bovine milk, can I cook it together? So the Gemara asks this question. The Gemara says, of course it's Asr to be Mavasha Basar B'chalav, because there's a new Isser of Bishel Basar B'chalav. What about eating it? Is there an Isser of Basar B'chalav to eat it? The Gemara says, no. There's no Isser of Basar B'chalav to consume the Nevela meat with milk, because ain Isser, Chalal Isser. There was already an Isser, I made, that you can't eat this piece of meat because it was not shechted properly. You cannot eat this piece of meat from Trader Joe's. So, now that there's milk added to it, doesn't make it worse. Doesn't make it better either, but it doesn't make it worse. And therefore, ain't isser, chalal isser. There was already was an isser that was standing. There was an isser of nevela. So adding milk to it is not going to make it any worse. That's the Gemara. That's the way the Raman learns the Gemara. Ain't isser, chalal isser. And there'll be no isser of eating basar b'chalav. That, you wouldn't get malchus for basar b'chalav if someone ate nevela b'chalav. That's the Gemara. What the Gemara does not mention is the question of hana which is the question that we discussed. Gift cards, vending machines, Pizza Hut, all those questions are going to be when the meat is nevela. We're dealing with cow meat, because if it was pig meat, I don't care about it, there's no basa b'chalav. We're dealing with cow uh, or, or goat meat, that's a kosher min, but it wasn't shechted properly. It's non-kosher uh, from, from the processing standpoint. And it's with milk. Can I have hana? I'm not going to eat it because it's nevela. I can't eat it anyways. I'm not going to cook it because there's a new isser of bishul basar b'chalav. Is there an isser hana or not? So the Rambam, the way the Rambam understands this, we're going to touch upon the major shas sugya of ain isser chalal isser. So the Rambam says we know there's the concept of of an isser ma'isif. An isser ma'isif means that this second isser adds a new dimension to the previous isser. So he says l'chayra. There's, when it comes to Isser Basar B'chalav, the way the Ramam understands the Isser Achila, including the Isser Achila, when there's also, there's also an Isser Hana. So he says, when there's Isser Han, when, when Basar B'chalav is approaching this item, so you have this black Angus beef, non-kosher, that's Asr Mishim Nevela. You're about to eat it, it's, it's one Isser, Nevela. Someone cooks it with milk, so, did the second Isser of Basar B'chalav come to this? So we should say no, because it was an Asr to eat, and I didn't make it any more Asr to eat. However, there's an Isser Moisif. Not only can you not eat it now, can you, eat, can you not eat it, there's an additional feature of this Isser that you cannot benefit from this mixture of Basar B'chalav. That's the Ramam's question. So Lachari, this Isser Moisif should be Chal, and then there should be an Isser, Isser Deraisa of Basar B'chalav as well, because the Isser Moisif changes a Isser Chal Isser, and Isser could be Chal and Isser if the Isser has an Isser Moisif, an additional dimension, an additional feature. That's the Ramam's question. So the Ramam says, I'll tell you a more the Gitarits. The Ramam says just the opposite. That if you look in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, we, we, uh, we, we touched upon the first year, the Ramam says, that there's no real Isser Hana when it comes to Basar B'chalav. The Isser Hana piggybacks on the Isser Achila. So Kolzman is the Isser Achila of Basar B'chalav. 
there's an there's an additional feature of Isr Hana. But if Isr Achila is not Chal, because ain't Isr Chal al Isr, so then there's no Isr Hana either. And if there's no Isr Hana, it's not called the Isr Maisif. So the Ramam says, since Isr Hana is not an Isr Bifni Atzmai, it's only Usr when there's an Isr Achila of Basr Bechalav. So Kozma is no Isr Achila of Basr Bechalav because it was already Usr to eat, Mishim Nevela. The, the Isr Basr Bechalav does not Chal on it, and therefore there's no Isr Hana. That's the Rambam. The Rambam himself calls it the Nakud and the a wonderful uh, idea. The Rambam himself calls it that, and Daidi Behuda brings it down. And Daidi Behuda says one could rely on this Pemakam Hafsid. And this is a tremendous limitschos for white veal, for Pizza Hut, because we're dealing with Nevela, and there's no Isra Hana when it comes to Nevela B'cholov. This is known as the Daidi Behuda famous Shita. Now, there are many questions on this. Number one, from last week. Last week we spoke about the Mordechai, the Mordechai regarding making cheese. He asked, how come there's no Isra of Basu B'cholov when it comes to Givina Shal Nachri, and the Mordechai says, because there's no Isra Hana when it's only Asr Medir Why didn't the Mordechai say, much simpler, when it's Nevela, there's no Isra Hana. We're dealing with Nevela, right? There was a concern they would add rennet from Nevela cows into the cheese. He asked, how come there's no Isra Hana? And he answers, because it must be, it's cold, and there's no Isra Hana by Basa B'chalav on a Dir level. Why didn't he simply say the much bigger, the much, the much uh, bigger uh, broad-ranging halacha that there is no iser hana when it comes to nevela b'chalav. Obviously, the Mordechai did not hold like that. Additionally, the Chassam Sefer says, I don't understand the entire Gemara. The Gemara says, ain't iser halal iser because the piece of meat, the black Angus beef, was non-kosher already, and by adding milk to it, you didn't change this black Angus beef. There's an obvious question here. The milk was 100% kosher two minutes ago. You added milk to the meat. Forget about the meat. The milk itself became a new iser of Basr B'chalav. Up until now, there was no iser on the chalav because the chalav was, was kosher milk. Now you added meat to it, you made Basr B'chalav on the milk. So the Chalam so says, what does the Gemara mean that there's no iser achila on this piece of meat because it was already in Avela? It, it wasn't Basr B'chalav yet. The, the chalav was mutter. So the, so the Chalam Seifer says that it must be that even though up until now we're learning Basr B'chalav as you know, an Isra, Basr, Isra, Chalav, he says the real Isra is Basr B'chalav, meat that has milk with it, not Basr B'chalav, it's Basr B'chalav. That's how you have to read it. That the Iker is the Basr, so the, if there's no Isra on the Basr, there's no additional Isra on the Basr, it's Basr B'chalav, because it was already Asr to eat, so then there's no Isra on, on, on the Chalav as well. That's the Chassam Seifer's uh, way of learning it. The Chazanish says... Much, much simpler. We learned last week, if, if you remember this, the Yesh Oymer Mentaisus. The Yesh Oymer Mentaisus was talking about chelev and meat, if that creates, a, if that's called Basr B'chalav. And the Taisus says that the reason why the Pasuk wouldn't be talking about chelev and it would say chalav is because Derech Bishal Asr Taira. The Taira, when it says Basr B'chalav through Bishal, it's that you created an Isser through this cooking. That through cooking together, I created this Isser. And Kozman, one of them was Usr before. I did not create a new Isser called Basr B'chalav. So the Chazanish says that you need both to be kosher, kosher meat, kosher milk, according to this Naidi Behuda, together, being cooked together, that creates Basr B'chalav. And if I'm missing one of these two components, one of them was Usr already, so it's not Derech Bishal Asr Taira, it was Asr beforehand. It's only through the Derech Bishal, that's how the Torah creates this Isr of that's the Chazanish's uh, Mahalach. Just one more, one more, if we have, just one, one more is that 
if you look in the Sugi and Yavamis, when it comes to Enes Echal Lisser, L'Chaira, and this is a discussion in the Pais game, and we could spend, you know, five pages of, of Tamudic Encyclopedia on this, Ein Isser Chalal Isser is Lagabe Einshim. When it comes to, does one get two Malkus? Do you get one Malkus? But the Torah is not saying that you're allowed to go now and eat it. There's still some remnant of Isser that, that is Chal on it. That's like the elephant in the room. How come nobody's asking this question on, on the night of Yehuda? That even if you want to tell me there's no chiv einshin chiv malchus on hana, but there would still be an iser of benefiting from it, and out goes you know they, they would throw out the window all these heterim of veal and, and pizza hut. There's still an iser. You don't get malchus on hana, but there should still be an iser because ain't a chal iser doesn't mean necessarily that it means it's mutter. It just means there is no einshin on it. So Rav Moshe Feinstein, I, I was bothered by this, and I was asking some of my uh, my koyal alumni friends. The following question. So it comes out. Let's just pause for a second. Let's say someone became a became a ger. So two o'clock is the tefillah. Let's say, and 1:45 they go to uh, they go to um, they get the last meal. Okay. They have a cheeseburger or they have a bacon sandwich. Are they fleshek? Let's say someone is about shuva. Sorry, he's coming from in the middle of the afternoon, or someone was nechsha. He ate something that was wasn't kosher by mistake. The maze of whatever the situation was. Is he fleshik? Can he now go to Klein's ice cream and eat chal of Yisrael ice cream? So you're going to tell me if he ate bacon, he's not fleshik because that's true. The Shulchan Aruch says no iser basu b'chalav when it comes to behemoth tamei. That's true. Everyone agrees to that. My question is, what if someone ate non-kosher meat? So. Way back in Karla, I would have said, well, of course he's, he's fleshik. He ate meat. He's fleshik. But hold on a second. Ain't Isser, Chalal Isser. And therefore, since there's no Isser Achila of Basar B'chalav on Avela, the Gemara says it. There's no Isser Achila of Basar B'chalav when the meat was Avela. So I have to wait six hours? What type of baloney is that? Even if I eat it together, there's no Isser of Basar B'chalav. So I'd have to wait six hours after eating, by mistake, a Trader Joe's black Angus beef. However, this is incorrect. And I saw this Igris Marshal last night. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I found it. It's tucked away in Evan Ezra somewhere. He says the following. He says, the a- let's assume the actual Isser is, is Chal. There is Isser Achila Basu B'chalav as well on Vela B'chalav. However, there's no Isser Einshin, as, as I mentioned. So I, what's the name of this Heter of, of Hana? He says the following. The Ramam holds that Hana is an extra feature. It's an extra dimension of the Isser Achila. So when we say Ein Isser Chalal Isser, again, this is, this is complicated, but... but it's two lines. When we say ain't iser chalal iser, that means that although the actual prohibition takes effect, because the Torah says don't eat this thing or don't do this thing, the prohibition takes effect, all the bells and whistles, the extra features, the, the, the extra dimensions of it do not take effect on this iser, including Einshin. Punishments, that's beyond Ratzanat Torah. So the Ratzanat Torah is don't eat it because it's possible Chalav. I wasn't available already. Still don't eat it because of possible Chalav. What about the extra features of Einshin? That doesn't take effect on, on Isser Chalal Isser. Rav Moshe says, according to the Rambam, this extra Isser Hana is an extra feature of Achila. So the same way Ein Einshin, the Einshin are not Chal, but Ein Isser Chal Isser, Hana is also not Chal on this Basar B'chalav. So it comes out and answers all the questions, and we're back to square one, that if someone did in fact eat meat that was non-kosher, if it was cow meat or goat meat, he's fleshik. He has to wait six hours before eating milk. If he ate uh, bacon, he would not have to wait six hours. So just to sum up what we've learned today. So when it comes to the Isser 
Yeah, someone had a question? Yeah, but waiting, waiting six hours is drop button. Right, Are right. You're, you're mixing up drop button and, and drive. No, so, so I don't have a raya that I wouldn't apply. But if there's no Issa Daraisa of Basa Bechalav with, uh, with Nevela, so how, why would it be a minute to wait six hours? It makes no sense. What happens if you have something that's not uh, their official? Oh, very good. So if it's not Derek Bishel, you could have Anna. You could have Anna. You're saying what? Waiting six hours? If it's not Derek Bishel, Midaraisa, you don't have Basa B'chalav. But there's Basa B'chalav Durabun on there. I was saying if Anus Achalisha means there's nothing, there's nothing here, it's just in the Vela. There's no, there's no Simon Pezayan of Basa B'chalav when it comes to the Vela B'chalav. Throw it out the window. So if there's no Isser of Basa B'chalav, why would I have to wait six hours? The whole waiting six hours when I have this Isser of Basa B'chalav. If you tell me this Isser of Rabbanan, no problem. You want to tell me Minog, no problem. But if there's no Isser of Basa B'chalav Mamish with the so why would there be an Indian to wait six hours? That was my question. But if you look at Rav Moshe, he answers it by saying there is, in fact, an Isser of Basa B'chalav. It's just the bells and whistles of which would include just to summarize so that it's somewhat clear the uh, we started with many different shilas regarding you know practical examples or historic questions of benefiting from basabahalov so one hatter to keep in mind is last week's hatter anytime the basabahalov is not basabahalov daraisa which would include anytime it's not derech bishel so then or it's oif or it's chaya as we learned there's no isr hana so if you're buying pet food, if you get chicken and milk, no problem. If you're getting uh, grilled chick, uh, grilled meat and cheese, so it depends on last week's discussion, if tzli is considered hana or not. That would include your McDonald's questions, all those other questions. If it's not basu b'chal of deraisa, there's no isr hana. And today, tonight what we've learned is that there might be another hetter, that any time we're dealing with nevela, so non, non, uh, non-shechted animals. So there might not be an Isra Hana, according to Nadi Behuda. He says, a person can rely on it. There are some paiskim that, that bring this down, the halacha. For example, the Titzeliezer discusses a, a woman working in a nursing home that's owned by non-Jews, and she's helping serve lunch. So he goes through why there's no Isra Hana. He talks about this Nadi Behuda. Perhaps it's all Nevela, and therefore there will be no Isra Hana. Additionally, he has another interesting answer that she's just doing her job. No one's thanking her for giving them her milk and meat. It's not hers. She's just serving from the the main uh, the, the main tray to people's private plates. If someone has this type of job, you can look at the Tzitzeliezer, and and he is Mako. Um Additionally, we spoke about feeding pets, and uh, th- there typically is an Isser Hana. But as a Limitzchus, so first of all, we said maybe it's not uh, it's not called food. Additionally, we have a very strong tzad again not to be relied on lechatila. Person person is looking at pet food. You should avoid Basa B'chalav, but there is a Lima Tzchos, this Noidi Behuda, that Enes Echaliser, Legabe Hana, of Nevela B'chalav, and all these cases are dealing with Basa B'chalav, or dealing with, uh, with Basa Nevela. It just comes out that when are you going to ever have a Basa B'chalav Shiloh? According to the Noidi Behuda, when is it ever going to be a Basa B'chalav Shiloh? So Rabelsky used to always say, in someone's house, in your house, or, or in a yeshiva, or in a camp, because outside of your home, you don't have meal mart meat. You don't have Basar, that's uh, that's kosher. So typically, you have this Naidi Behuda to, to rely on, at least B'diavet, B'makam Hefzid, that uh, it's not Basar B'chalav. So Basar B'chalav really comes up in a Jewish home, a Jewish business, uh, a, a kosher kitchen, a kosher kitchen, right? That when someone's mixing Basar B'chalav, that'll be the only time you'd have these, uh, that nobody would hold its mother. But in other cases, we, we went through various different etarim. Again, a person should speak to a rav if you have a pet, if you have a nursing home, or you're working in a zoo, to figure out which of these uh, tzadim could be relied upon. Okay, I'll I'll hang around for questions. Shkoyach.